I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, people. Howdy. Folks, folks. Howdy, folks. It what's is. your most, what's your uh, go-to for uh, a group of, of people? What do you say? Like, hi, guys, or hey, y'all. Well, I try not to say guys because not everyone's a guy. I know, but it's super Midwestern to be like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. That's what I used to say. And then I got in trouble when I was serving uh, coffee. I was like, do you guys want some more coffee? And this guy looks at me. He was a guy that he identified with and said, my wife is not a guy. <laughs> Correct. So I stopped after that. Uh-huh. So what do you say now? Folks. Folks. But then some people say that sounds old. You people. What up, what up humans? Hum- I like humans. Okay. Hi, yeah. humans. Hey, humans. <laughs> How are you all but doing? But what if a dog's listening? Um, or a cat. We a sound pussy. Like what is- about a pussy if they're listening? Well, on that note, everyone, <laughs> that is our topic for the day. Uh, we did our episode on sexual mastery, penis, cox, dx. This one is going to be sexual mastery. Pussies, yonis, yes, yeses, um, boxes, vulvas, vulvas yeah, yeah, vaginas. Yeah, yeah. All of the above. What do I, what's my name for my pussy? No, no. No, that's <laughs> not. It's a yeah, 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 yeah. What? No. What do you call your pussy when you're pussy. like in the? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel like it's so unoriginal though. We should come up with something else. I was talking to someone about this the other day about. I think they were saying they don't think that there's any good words for. Oh no, they didn't think there was any good. They don't like the word cock, so they weren't identified with any good words mm. for penises. And but they liked. They really like yoni for a vulva. And um and so we were talking about how these words come become comfortable for us. Like if you would have asked me, you know, eight years ago, I don't think I felt as comfortable with the word pussy as I do now. But I've said it a lot. Well, can I tell you something that happened the other day to me? Yes, tell me a I story. was watching my taxi cab porn, the UK <laughs> one, and the woman on there was like, stick your hand in my cunt. I love it. And I really liked it. You like that cunt? You yeah. Like cunt? And I think we should bring back cunt because when I was hooking up with that Scottish guy, he said cunt a lot. He called me a, a lazy cunt once. <laughs> And I was like, I, I want to be offended, but I'm kind of not at the same time. On. So I kind of think I'm going to use cunt tonight for my, but like in a nice way. Well, how would you say it? Why don't you stick your big cock in my l- dirty little cunt? <laughs> she loves the dirty little. <laughs> That's what you go to. Wide and glorious. <laughs> <laughs> wide and clean. Notorious. Yes. It's glorious. It's so cunt. glorious. So that was our episode that we will be diving into shortly. But before we do, uh, we're going to do one sex question. Yes. Yes. And this one's awesome. And remember, folks, humans, if you want to write us a sex question, feel free. We do answer them. We get to them slowly but surely. Um, And sometimes we answer them just via email. But uh, sometimes we'll read your question on the air. So you can send us an email to shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, shamelesssex.com. And fill out a questionnaire there. But this is from Sydney, who said we can use her name. So, Sydney. Um, the subject is, I think I'm in love with you. Aww. And I love that. So, 
<clears throat> Hello, wonderful ladies. My name is Sydney. I'm a 22-year-old female, and I recently discovered your podcast. And I am now quoting you guys all on a uh, quoting you guys on a daily basis. Like I'm literally in love with you both. I work in isolators with mice and rats all day, so your podcasts have really saved me. But I'm writing in for a few things. A few things. Uh -huh. <laughs> all the things. I was wondering, how on earth do you become a sex educator in New York, not NYC? You, she doesn't live in New York City. You guys have helped me find another passion. I'm struggling with an eating disorder, so you can imagine I have been very disconnected with my body. I have been in recovery for the last year or so, trying to discover that self-love I never had. While listening to your podcast, I learn more about myself every single day in many different ways. I try to spe spread your wisdom, but clearly I am no expert, but I think I can be. Next and last question is, where can I learn more about Tantra sex that you both would recommend? My fiance and I have connected through Tantra and love it. So I'm dying to know what you would recommend for beginners. Thanks again, you lovely women. I love you so much. Sydney. Thank Thanks, you, Sydney, Sydney, for the love. And say hi to your little mice. Hey, little and mice. your little rats. Your little rat. And, and your little rat, too. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so question number one. Sex educator in New York, not city, but would you say? She's in New York State, oh, so state, she's state just of, not yeah. in the city. Um, okay, so all those trainings I've done have been on this this coast, but I know that there are trainings all over. There is... Um, sex Geek, isn't the Sex Geek camp in North no, Carolina? It, it's now going to be in Portland. Oh, got it, okay. And, and that isn't really a training to be a sex educator. It's much more about how to like promote yourself and mm. grow as a sex educator. The training I did is is SFSI, it's sfsi.org out here in San Francisco. They do the training twice a year, and it's, I think it's every other weekend for two months. So the ASECT... That's out east. But ASECT is not, again, that they are the ones that oversee people's various credentials. Okay. So you be can become ASECT certified when you do various programs and credentials. Are they online? Um, I mean, I think you become certified online. So ASECT is, how do you spell that? Maybe she. A S E C T. Is I think that is right. It but, stands but for. But it's still, it wouldn't, that would be a way to maybe find out about more right. programs, but it, it itself isn't how you become a sex educator. Um, there is Widener, which is a university in Pennsylvania that is one of the few universities that has a human sexuality program. Mm. And you can, uh, and it, the way that they do it is they design it for commuters where everything is actually online. And then you only have to go there like twice a semester or something. And she could probably take, take the, the train, train down there. Right. Yeah. But it's it's more of a university program. But I do know some people that have done that program and they uh, they got a lot out of it. Um, so that's another option. And then there's various trainings here and there. Other people that you can do like the sex and relationship coaching program, like I did at Somatica mm -hmm. and there's other people that do it, do that. I know that there's another one that's much more holistic and I can't exactly think of the name because then I actually don't really know a lot about it to talk about it. And I think Barbara Corellis who wrote Urban Tantra, which we're going to talk about at part three of this question, um, she's, I believe I saw that she's doing another training for an urban Tantra professionals training to te essentially teach people how to teach Tantra. I would, and we've actually had a similar question to this before and, um, a, a good suggestion. And in, in, in my opinion, how I got into the sex toy industry and also, which in turn, um, turns into giving people information, um, about sexual health and wellness, but you could apply to work at your local sex shop. If there's one in your town and you have the time, it looks like you're um, working in isolators, but um, perhaps you have a, a couple of days a week and 
then you can um, get education through learning about toys, learning about the body, anatomy. I think that's always a good way to get your foot into the door. But it's obviously different than educating people fully and becoming an, an, an actual sex educator. But there are tools out there. But you should figure out if you like talking to people about sex in the first place, because it might be very different for you if you're in with your mice and your rats all day. You might want to see if it's something that you like and you're comfortable with. Maybe you are, which is awesome. Um, I think everyone should be. Should. Everyone can be. Can learn to be. <laughs> if you want to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, what about part two? What's part two? Part two is about Tantra. And uh, she was saying, uh, she was asking about basically if there's anything that we recommend um, for a, a beginner. So for her um, and her partner. Th- where they can learn more about yeah. uh, tantric sex. And um, you gave me a book a while back, which I still haven't read, but I, I went to that class with um, Charles Muir. Yes. Yeah. And that book, is it? Urban? It's his, no, not no, Urban no, Urban Tantra, Tantra is Barbara Corellis. And I love, so Urban Tantra is one of my favorite books. I didn't give you that though. I gave you Charles Muir's book, which is also a great book. It's Tantra, the Art of Conscious Loving. I started reading it, but I stopped. It's, I need to go back to it just because it's hard for me to remember to carry books with me, but I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a great book. So Urban Tantra, I love because the way Barbara teaches is it's all inclusive of all genders and orientations. She even incorporates some kink into it and talks about the way that kink can actually be very tantric, like this divine oneness with a partner, but often there's more sensation and power play involved. Um, and she talks a lot about sex magic. So that's my favorite. And she, I actually said before, she, I think she's doing a training and sometimes she'll do her occasional workshop because hmm. um, I think she actually is based out of New York. Um, I could be wrong, but I think she actually does. Uh, I know that her partner lives in New York, so I'm assuming that she does too. And Charles Muir is out here. He lives up in Boulder Creek out here in Santa Cruz. He is kind of like the uh, kind of a famous Westerner guru for in the Tantra world. Um, he's if you like in the Tantra world, everyone knows t- Charles Muir's name. And so he wrote the book, The Art of Conscious Loving, and he does Tantra retreats out here. And he might even do some out in New York, actually, because I'm pretty sure he travels all over and does them like every other month in different locations. If you want to learn more about him, go look up sourcetantra.com and they'll have more information there about his offerings. I personally took his beginner weekend with my partner and it was a really great uh, foundational practice for us to incorporate Tantra into our life. My, I know my partner got a lot out of it, and um, as did I. And there's so many. Barbara does online workshops too, where you can work with her you, directly. Did you look her up? Uh huh. Her barbaracarellis.com, and she does if she, basically um, on demand orgasms and s- with spirit. So you could kind of take one of those courses with your partner, uh, and it's a downloadable series. So yeah. that's also a good way yeah, to I get in touch. I think that's, those are good ways. It's like you pick up a book, you know, Urban Tantra. We have it at purepleasureshop.com. You can go there and you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESS. Sex, PP, in all caps, um, <laughs> and or the art of conscious loving. There's a lot of other books, and then like what April said, you know, people have their online videos and go look up and see who's doing tantra retreats and do a weekend retreat, and you'll probably get a lot out of it and just get immersed in it. Because I think a book is awesome, but really getting immersed in the practice because tantra is so experiential. Um, I also even have a Tantra online work class at Pure Pleasure. I forgot about that. And we've also done a, a podcast on Tantra as well. Yeah. Just basic. Yeah, just some basic. Tantra yeah. information. Yeah. So 
You can listen to more podcasts if you and if you go to Pure Pleasures website, you can also find if you go under online classes, there's um a Tantra one oh one workshop that I did that you can watch online as well. And this kind of makes me wanna do a Tantra class. Yeah, you I'm looking at this right now as it just to give Sydney information and I feel like I, I Are you I ready some, for some Tantra? Well, I just want some more education on on it because I've only dove in I should say just put a foot in. I've never dove into it, but just put a little foot in. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really. Well, it's powerful because it's it's about, I mean, presence is the key there in Tantra. It's being fully present and using the body's delicious senses to feel, to experience awakening here and now. Like, you know, sex is just one of the many vehicles that we can use to experience all of the bliss and nirvana on, in this lifetime, we don't have to die to do it. And that's what kind of Tantra set, f- emphasizes with a lot of ritual and a lot of other fun stuff, too. So, um, yeah, good question. We'll do another, we should do another Tantra episode one of these days. Right. Perhaps we can get Barbara to come on board. Oh, Barbara. Ooh, Barbara, putting it She's out there. She's in high demand. <laughs> I know, but you know, we're going to put it out there. Or we get Because Charles. remember, we can set our intention and we can try to manifest. Yeah, I want both. Maybe want we'll all. just run into her at the grocery store when we're in New York. I would love that. Me too. Be like, Barbara. And her partner's awesome. Her partner is one of the leading pioneers uh, for trans folks. They've been uh, out as a, as a trans woman for a long time, and they've wrote a number of really important books. Ooh. I forgot their name. Oh, Kate Bornstein. I think it's Kate Bornstein. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, Barbara's phenomenal. Really, really important stuff. Um, cool. Okay. And so because we're talking about uh, pussies, um, I do want to do do a little, one more little shout out that we did before when we did the episode uh, with Allison Moon on girl sex. Mm. We talked about flex fits, um, which are these disposable menstrual cups that April and I are huge fans of. They um, really, really work when you want, especially for sex and periods yeah period sex you don't have to take it out it collects the uh the fluid and then you can use it for 12 hours and i've had uh now a lot of success i think three cycles now that i've used it yeah three cycles and And partners enjoy it and my partner is fine with it he he says like nothing i was a little nervous because it was on my couch Mm -hmm. thought things were gonna leak but nothing leaks yeah and And yeah it was super comfortable they're awesome i had no idea that these kind of things were available um, I, yeah, I didn't even know that there was something that was so well designed that could make, um, period sex so clean and easy and enjoyable. And some people don't mind blood. Like I'm not shaming the blood there. No. If you're fine with it. It's natural lubricant. It's true. <laughs> Which it's just for me, I, I personally don't like the cleanup yeah. of like when it looks like, uh, I murdered my partner's penis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay, which has happened before, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, Mabby. but I I don't mind. I just that's the only part where I'm like, ah, yeah. But well, um, they're really easy to use and they're really comfortable, and it's a woman-owned company, so it's and sometimes you don't want to limit yourself because like, oh, I have my period. I guess I can't go out because what if it, maybe not even um, penis and vagina sex, maybe just uh, oral sex too. Yeah, you totally. can still have oral sex with it on. Yeah, and we're not saying it's just for penises and vagina. Combo, no, the duo. Anybody that wants to have sex, and you can actually try it pretty risk free right now if you go to our website um it's not a large investment if you want to just check out i think you get a, a is it a 15 it's three dollars off your first box which is your in your first box i think has three cycles worth in three it. cycles yeah that's so three you, months worth so you go to our website there's a little picture on it you click on the FlexFits picture it takes you to their website or if you go to FlexFits website and use coupon code shameless in all caps then you get that three dollars off i would recommend just checking out a box it's it's fifteen dollars that is well spent. Yeah. Um, Again, and then you can throw our lives. <laughs> yeah. 
And believe me, like I've been out before and only had a tampon and I was bummed because I forgot my flex fit at home. But they're just little, they come in their own individual package, little black, um, little packaging. They're really easy to transport yeah. and they're thin and, and uh, I, I really like it. I, I definitely wish they were available in stores because I only had like um, a few. I'm going to have to order some more. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they're newer. And then, yeah. I mean, there's those things that are called the, the soft cups, I think, that are also oh, potentially right. in stores. But I'm, from what I heard, I think FlexFit just works, is more efficient, like works, it's better. Design. I haven't tried the the soft, the yeah, soft cups yet. I did see them, though, at CVS, now that you mentioned it, when I was buying tampoons the other day. Yeah, I love how you call them tampons. Well, they're like harpooning your vagina. Uh, a man invented tampoons, didn't by we, the way. Are we trying to get you off the tampoon train? I'm trying to get off the tampoon train, but I ran out of flex fits. <laughs> and you won't because use the, the cups. Because the cups won't fit in my, vag- oh my vaginal God. canals. It's not her, part. It's it's her fault that she has a wide set vagina. <laughs> no, it's not a wide set vagina. It's actually quite shallow, so the cups don't fit in properly, and I have a tilted uterus. And they go backwards, and then she has to go get it taken out by yeah. her sister. And then my... With a toothbrush, <laughs> I got some toothbrush and a stick of gum. You know, you know, like um, uh, Chris Ryan's video of tangentially speaking of him with with a pencil with a mm-hmm. cat. We I love do, it so we much. Have someone do uh, uh, um, animated uh, video of you with a cup stuck in your pussy, and then someone having to fish it out with a toothbrush. Okay, I'm done with that. And then can we add that jingle to it? Shameless sex out. Yeah, we only got one jingle. Where's all the jingles? I know. Come on, make some jingles. (laughs) We put the jingle on the air, too. It was was really good. With the porn noises. I know. (gasps) All right, pussies. Are we ready for pussies? I'm so ready for pussies. And I want to start with outing some shame. Tell me your shame, you pussy. Last night. Last night. It all happened. What? Tell me. So, so it was a dark, stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was uh, making dinner and I was drinking wine, of course. Um, margins wine, that is, uh, which was great. But I was drinking some wine and then made dinner and I was horny all day. And so my partner got back to my house and I'm making dinner. Um, and I was like all day, like kind of teasing, like, super horny just wanted like, to jump your bones kind of doing that so well we went to bed things started happening and pussy would not get to what to all <laughs> and i was like getting in my head about it because my pussy wasn't getting wet and he was kind of like what's going on are you i thought you were super <laughs> excited and i was like i was all day but i i think it was it had to be the combination of the wine I, the wine mixed with like, I might have had a, a bit of a, a painkiller. <laughs> She's got a lower back problem had right a now. Lower back problem. So, um, so you numbed your pussy out. <laughs> pretty sure, and I started getting in my head about it, and then it just did not cooperate. And I, we just, I, I didn't come. He didn't come. We just gave up after about twenty minutes. Waving the white flag. Yeah, flag because it. it was like getting late too. So, um, I, and then this morning I woke up and I, I, I told him I said, look. We both need to uh, get out of our heads because I got in my head so much last night about my pussy not cooperating. And I was horny. I was super turned on. I wanted to come. I literally couldn't. I even busted out my toy. Nothing. It was like, no, like numb. Yeah, <laughs> it was numbed out. And so I, I could I don't know. So I got really sad. And then I realized that I can't be so hard on myself because it's not you're not broken. Your pussy's not broken. No, no. And it's not broken, but I'm a firm, I am a firm believer. Like people are always like, what's your secret? You look so young. And I'm like, dude, 
orgasm a day. <laughs> keeps it's, the doctor away. Keeps the doctor away. So I didn't have an orgasm yesterday, so I woke up pretty sexually frustrated, and I was shaming my pussy, and then I was like, fuck this. My pussy's perfect. Your pussy is perfect. My cunt is perfect. You have the perfect cunt. My cunt is beautiful. It's beautiful. And on that note, okay, so let's talk about, there's two, a couple of notes, points there. One, the wine. Love me some wine. Oh, Depending yeah. on your body weight, one to two glasses actually can up your sexual game because you lose your inhibitions a little bit. You get a little juicy. But after that, it's all downhill. Start to numb out. The penises don't act the way that they might want to act, you know, in terms of erections. Body fluids don't function the way we want our body. You know, we don't have it. We have less saliva, less fluids. Yeah. Because it dehydrates us. Right. And then add in something like a painkiller for some lower back pain. Well, if it's numbing your lower back, it's going to numb your pussy, too. It's just kind of all part of it. Yeah. That's totally what happened because yeah. I felt like I was losing all of my sensations. Yeah. Like that I typically that are triggered by the, the stuff that turns me on. And yeah. so then I got into my head about why it wasn't working and it was just, just it was a downward spiral. Well, and so in regards to sexual mastery here, I want I think this is a good lead into the idea of arousal non-concordance. And we may have talked about this in past episodes, um, but uh, I really love this book called Come As You Are. Have you read it yet, Chip? It's so good. You have a good audio. You do an audio book. It's so good. Oh, um, I have I have seen that book. It's really But I have good. not read it. So good. Come As You Are. And... Um, and so the, there's kind of two, there's a, there's two different kind of like, can you have two premises, but there's like two, two kind of main foundation, foundational pieces. Um, but, w- but one of them is, um, that we live in a penis centric model for pleasure in our culture mm-hmm. and in a lot of the world actually. And so what, um, what we say that penis is like, or think that penis is like, we decide that pussy is like the same thing. And that's what porn depicts. And they show a lot of fast and hard. And I'll even take that a little further to say that penises actually think that they only like fast and hard often because that's what they've seen in porn or only, only what they've experienced. But then when they experience slow and soft, and they can feel more. There's more sensation. There's more energy. There's more 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 touch, more closeness. Um but that's not what porn shows. And so... It's also very animal- animalistic to go really fast. Yeah. Like, rah, 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 if you watch dogs mating, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> like oh. No, oh, turtles? Real slow. Turtles are slow. <laughs> they're really... There's a good turtle humping video online that my old housemate <laughs> used to show me. That was hilarious. I talked about getting humped by a turtle in the last podcast. Oh, a sea turtle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It didn't come out yet, This po- that podcast. Oh. Well, tune in next week. Yeah. Everyone. Teaser. <laughs> Um, so anyways, so, so that's one, one part of that book, but the book also come as you are. It's phenomenal. It also talks about arousal non-concordance and arousal non-concordance is when, um, our arousal state doesn't match our body's symptoms. So say I'm super aroused, but I'm not wet or say I'm wet, but I'm also not aroused at all. That's happened too to me before. You're wet for no reason. I'm like, like, I'm um, not horny right now. I'm just wet. Right. And so we have this idea that arousal has to have these specific symptoms. And if we don't have it, then someone must not be aroused or vice versa. Um, and body fluid, especially vaginal lubrication can be, or even erections can be big, um, misconceptions in that department. So, um, so sometimes I'm for me like I have a blocked gland, so my pussy actually never gets super wet mm-hmm. because one one side of my Bartholin's gland just isn't really functioning, and because I used to get cysts on it. And um, so when I'm aroused, my I'll still get some wetness, but I'm not like dripping wet. Right. And my, my partner's very aware of that, and that's why I have Uber live with me all the time. 
Um, and so, and so this is, this is common for people and it depends on hormones. It depends on stress. It depends on how present you are in your body. It depends on how much wine you've had. Uh, you can be super aroused and not be wet. And if you experience that for yourself, don't shame yourself. If you experience that with another person, please don't shame them. Now, sometimes yes, wetness can be, be an important part of, um, of arousal and, um, and if that is the case, then yeah, sometimes some people, you, if they're not having any wetness or if they're not, they're, they, they, especially with the vulva, if the, um, the labia aren't like super puffy and, and gorge, yeah, maybe they need more warm up and to get more aroused. Like maybe they're not aroused enough. But yeah, what you experience, April, is not in any, any case anything worthy of shaming yourself. You're not broken. Um, it's well, just that, that didn't coincide with arousal. I think that also my partner picks up on when I don't get a lot of wetness. So lube is the answer, but we weren't in a position. We didn't have access to lube or we were, I was downstairs and then we went upstairs and I was, it was just, I didn't even think about it. Actually, yeah. I'm almost out of Uber lube, by the way. I'll give you a bottle. I was like, Uber lube. Uber lube to the rescue. Best lube ever. So yeah, arousal non-concordance is an important thing. And on that note, same thing with erections, like penis owners wake up with erections for no reason. They're not necessarily aroused. It's just what the body's doing. They get them in the middle of the night multiple times. It doesn't mean that they're having sex dreams. And then age shifts. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. Uh, different different things happen. Different pharmaceutical drugs happen. Different mm-hmm. all, all sorts of... Your day is weird and your body's not cooperating with your mind. I think the example that Charlie Glickman gives was... Um, when you're out in nature, like say you're super stressed out or you're in fight or flight mode, there's like something really heavy going on in fight or flight mode. Um, it's not the time to get wet or have an erection, right? Like you're mm-hmm. out in nature, like think of caveman, cave human days and you're in nature and a big bear comes and you're like terrified. It's probably not a time to get a boner and get I'm a wet horny. pussy. Yeah. yeah, no. Although interesting note, um, I remember Dr. Chris Ryan who wrote Sex with Dawn, he said it's kind of a tangent, but not. He said, I was talking about how I was a kid. I used to have rape fantasies. I was really turned on. I've never been raped, but I used to be really aroused by it. And I still actually still am or can. Um, not by me wanting it. It's like I've seen images of it in movies and things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said that I think he actually read a study or some studies about how it's actually... Um, common for female body folks to actually get wet when they see images of rape it doesn't but it doesn't necessarily mean they're aroused it's actually not 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 common not everyone gets aroused by rape fantasies but that the body actually produces some natural fluid when they see that image and the theory you know the evolutionary theory would be that that fluid is being produced to protect themselves mm. in case they actually did get that raped. makes sense um and i don't know i don't have the studies to quote from this is just what he said when i went on his podcast but um, just it's just I mean here's an example of how arousal and wetness don't always go. I hand like hand. a good gangbang scene, but <laughs> usually she has to be uh she has to be um consensual. It has to be consensual. Like it's not like them going in, but like her. So being it's not like, really yeah. rape. It's her being like, I want this. Right, gangbang. Yeah. Like I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I say that a lot when I show up at people's houses and they love it. I'm like you're, hey, I'm here for the gangbang. You're, you're that girl. What's in your hand? You just held a a bottle of wine, huh? No, yeah, but I hold the but bottle of wine, but bag of it's from that movie Old School where he has yeah. the condoms. Yeah. But I'm here for the gangbang. So yeah, invite me over. I'll come for the gangbang. Yeah. If wait, wait. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> Just a fantasy. Um, That's I was just listening to, um, I'm almost done for the second time, the uh, Mating in Captivity. Oh, yeah. Audible book. And she talks about um, the how fantasy and 
reality, like people get sh- very shameful about their fantasies, but there's something that they're sexualized and they are totally different than saying, I dream to have a big house. It's like, I, I don't dream about getting gang banged, <laughs> but it's a fantasy because it's so unrealistic and it's fun to think about those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and sometimes we want fantasies to happen and sometimes we don't. And right. they it can go either way and they're really good material to, to turn ourselves on or keep us aroused and, um, yeah, that's good. Good to have in spank bank, but it totally is. And women tend to have, from what Esther Perel says, a more difficult time tuning into their fantasies mm-hmm. because they tend to interrelate them to uh, actual to wants or needs yeah. or, or uh, things in in life. So, for those folks out there listening. I'm one of them. Yeah. I never could with my ex husband. Uh, he would always ask me to tell him my fantasies and I would never do it. I would Did always you have them and you were just shamed. Yeah, ashamed I had them since I was them. a kid. I've had multitude of fantasies like, um, the gangbang, for instance, the, um, the Your classic gangbang, the classic gangbang, the two girls, one cup. No, <laughs> never talk about that ever again. I've never seen it, but no. I have no intention of watching. No, it. please. And please just let's edit that part out. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> uh, she doesn't like it. So, um, no, but. So, okay, my question is it hard for you to share? Okay, because I'm coming thinking of a couple things. Is it scary for you to share your fantasies because he wanted you to do it in this role play where you're on the spot and it's like talking your fantasies out loud dirty to me? Because that can be a lot of pressure. Or was it just sharing the vulnerability of these inner... It was mostly... um, The former? The latter. The former. Okay, so the role playing... Yeah, and that's hard for a lot of people. It was now super you're really good at dirty talk. Now I am, but she's um, a dirty little slut. Everyone, I, d- <laughs> I like I totally tapped into it because I realized that it doesn't define me, and people won't judge me. And I think that's something that coming into my my shamelessness, you know, coming into my life uh, as I am in the last couple of years, um, realizing that those things are, that's not who I am. Those are things that I think about, um, but they're arousing and they're fun to talk now about because just like, like I'm sure you have the rape fantasies and other people have other um, ideas about what turns them on. I think it's important to just voice them to your partner. It's sexy. It lets them know another part of you. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get in there with my partner and he's like, whatever your fantasies are. I'm like, "Mm -mm." he's saying my fantasies are your fantasies. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. I know. I'm like, that doesn't work. How is that possible? <laughs> my fantasy, fantasy is Chewbacca fantasy. on a laptop <laughs> wearing flip-flops. <laughs> Do you feel that way too? <laughs> I was going to try to make a Chewbacca noise, but... I don't know, but <laughs> Chewbacca's dick, dude. How do you find that thing? What? Oh, in the fur. <laughs> All right, we're getting back on topic. Okay, sorry. All right, so coming back to topic of uh, sexual mastery pussies, um, as we was talking about uh, how co- the book Come As You Are talks about how we live in a penis-centric model for pleasure. Um, with that said, I want to talk about uh, the ways to uh, arouse female bodies because female-bodied folks, so these are... It takes a lot more. And they're the receivers, right? And so right. the way receiving energy needs a lot of Biologically, Biologically, we yes. are... The receivers. The receivers in terms of, I mean, it's an orifice that can receive. And of course, they can wear a strap on and, um, you know, maybe not all vulvas or vaginas want to be penetrated. So I'm not making that assumption. But it does take four times as long approximately for blood flow to get to the vagina than it does to the penis. So penis is hard and ready to go. Expect four times as long to get the vulva aroused. And my suggestion is don't go right for the vulva. 
The vulva needs all this other warm up out far, far away from it. And I'm not talking about just nipples and lips. I'm talking Dude. about the whole fucking body. The whole fucking body. And just word to the wise for like over the years, I had so many partners that would just like go oh God. on the this vulva super fast. Like I'd be like, whoa, it. just because they saw turn it and burn. I know. And I'm like, whoa, go slowly. And that's not really their fault because they saw them porn. And so that's what I never shamed them. I was just they... like, ow, because sometimes it would actually hurt. Uh huh. I've had that happen. Actually, I recently I had to like slow my partner down and he's well in tune with vulvas yeah. and I was like whoa 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 let's take it more slowly yeah some people get caught up in the moment mm-hmm. and but I, I mean I honestly so my partner right now we're doing this thing where um, when for the most part not all the time but when we're coming together to be sexually intimate he's actually touching all, like, all over my whole body like grounding my body down and praising my whole body for you know many minutes before he goes into the vulva then when he goes into the vulva to actually start touching it, I think uh, Allison Moon talked about this on Girl Sex 101. The pussy hug, where you just take your the your hand, the palm, you know, the flat of your hand, mm-hmm. and just rest it over the outside of the vulva. So it's covering the whole thing, all the labia, the clitoris, everything. And you just kind of hug it with your hand and let it rest there for like a minute, like literally a minute, like 60 seconds. So that the body can acclimate to this hand being on this really vulnerable place. Right. Because for me, when that doesn't happen, when fingers just start to kind of go places, even even in a soft, central way, it can feel almost ticklish or I can get a little squeamish because my body is like, whoa, okay, there's like a, there's a hand now here in this part of my body. But when I have the hand resting and really warming up and the skin acclimate, acclimating to my skin, all of a sudden my body is able to really relax and receive. And then when he starts to touch my vulva, and again, this is what's working for me right now, and I know for a number of female body folks who've experienced this, um, they love this. Like, they fucking love this. They're like, oh, my God, I, 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 this is how I want my pussy touched now. Um, so when he, after the pussy hug, and I think I want to give Midori credit for that because I think that's what Allison said, that Midori mm-hmm. said that. Right. Midori is another sex educator. Um, and then he starts to with his well-lubed fingers, starts to kind of just massage the outer, the labia majora, so like the the more puffy pussy lips, not the thin ones, mm-hmm. um, like ne- almost like kneading them with his fingers. Hmm. And, and, I, and I really want to emphasize this, that if it's confusing on how to touch a pussy, or even a penis for this, for that matter, just go approach it like you're going to give this person a massage. Like how, when you're going to massage someone's shoulders, what do you do? You don't go really fast and hard and, you know, you don't like overstimulate. You go slow and soft and you really get in there to relax the muscles and really just, you're in tune with what it feels like as you're massaging the body and you're warming the body up. And I think we talked about this on another podcast where if you get a professional massage, you lay on the table. The first thing the masseuse does is they put their hands, what really warm uh, oiled hands, rest them on your back don't even move them for a second mm-hmm. and then they just start to rock you and to really regard touching a pussy in that way like preparing it warming up letting the skin acclimate massaging it to really relax it and praise it and heal it um Get all the blood flowing there yeah. as well yeah i mean i don't know have you experienced that before how they like where someone's touching almost as if it's like a pussy massage oh yeah so for sure it's so, it's so i good. also love um and i've talked about this before to warm up the pussy like a dry hump with clothes on. I love a 
a good dry hump. It's, I haven't actually done it in a while or ever with my with my partner now. You guys like, should just dry hump tonight. I actually want to suggest that because we haven't done that yet. And I, I, you were just talking about the slow and sensual. And I was like, whoa, I miss the dry hump. Like I haven't done it in a while and I never used to always do it or something. But there's something so arousing and fun about being with your clothes and like rubbing each other's bodies without actually touching them, just rubbing each other's bodies on each other's bodies. Yeah. I know a, a lot of, uh, Volvo owners who are in long-term relationships and they say that's one of the things they miss the most is m- making out and dry humping. That is something that happens a lot in long-term relationships. The making out goes bye-bye. Yeah. They're like, we make out a little bit when we have sex, but otherwise that's it. Foreplay is something also biological that um vulva owners it's necessary well it's part of the uh, the warm-up and arousal process like people just assume once we started having sex that that stuff doesn't need to be there often but that's so a lot of vulva owners almost like some of the best parts mm-hmm. and they need it not only do they need it it's also like it's amazing and kissing with tongue is so hot what do you mean like where <laughs> kissing with like french just on kissing. the lips oh yeah like just kissing, it's like it's hot. Like it, it's stimu- it's arousing and stimulating I feel for like me. I haven't heard the term French kissing in a while. I know that's why I was like, I was <laughs> kissing with tongue, and you're like, like, what do you mean? I was like, kissing, French kissing. What do you want me to say? <laughs> what else is it called? Oh, oui, oui. Is that derogatory? French kissing? I mean, it's kind of a compliment to the French. I know, but is a French fry derogatory? <laughs> <laughs> is French toast derogatory? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. Texas toast. Texas toast. I think we're giving the French a lot of credit for some good yeah, things. Yeah, we are. Well, there's some some things to be said about the French and what they do. Oui, oui. Marie. Oui, oui. Uh, so that's good information, I think, to for folks that haven't done the slow and steady and the and the cupping, pussy hug. The pussy yeah. hug. I think a massage. Try this. Try the try massaging. Like try regarding the pussy as is if it's someone's shoulders that are aching and need to be healed and loved and touch them in that way and kind of play around with that. And then you can go into more stimulating touch. But honestly, if you approach a pussy in that regard, like I'm just here to, to give you some really pleasurable healing touch for like five or 10 minutes. And then now I'm going to going to start maybe inserting a finger in you and playing around with the labia and the G spot, or maybe a dildo or a penis or whatever. Then that, then yeah, add that stuff later. But by that point you relax the body so much when the body is relaxed and receptive, so much more can happen. So much more juiciness and more trust and more. And if you are the vulva owner on the receiving end, it's good to tap into the feeling, like close your eyes and really, yeah, feel wanna, the feelings. What do you think, April? Are you more of an eyes open or eyes closed? I'm an eyes closed person. Otherwise, when my eyes are open, I used to be totally always wanting to have my eyes open, but I realized I connect my eyes being open all the time in a sexual experience with me not having an orgasm because yeah. every time, because I'm always focused on what the other person is doing, what they're looking at, what they're... It's distracting. What their facial expressions yeah. are doing. So I've really... Lately, I'll, I mean, I'll open them once in a while just to like kind of look at my partner, but... You're also a pleaser too, so you're I'm a, I'm a super pleaser. Concerned. And I'm with a pleaser, so it's yeah. pleasing on pleaser. Pleasing a pleaser. You guys both need to just have your eyes closed the whole time. I thought I told <laughs> it. I totally said that. I said, look, the other... The, I think it was yesterday. You said a like, lot of talks yesterday. We did, but I said, like, we both are, like sexually very similar because over the years like I think that I'm just used to pleasing like I get off when I get my partner off Mm -hmm. and he's the same so I'm like this is like a draw we're at a fucking draw (laughs) I'm like this can't happen so it's like did you come yet no did you no 
damn it. <laughs> we both failed. We both failed. Which is no. not true. And I'm like, it's not about the journey. No, it is I mean, about the journey. I'm sorry, sorry. But not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yes. But uh, that being said, I've... I, I've been really into closing my eyes and checking in and actually feeling the feelings and thinking on the dirty thoughts that help me orgasm. Yeah. Like thinking about, I always have to be like, this is bad. I'm not supposed to be doing this. That always gets me off. Yeah. But I'm like, this is and so you, And when bad. you say you have your eyes closed, you still open them sometimes, but you go, mm-hmm. you go close them when you need to go within and then you open them here and there. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I, I'm re- a, I don't think like if you going, if you just completely disappeared, never made eye contact, it might feel a little detached. Well, I just, actually it's it's true because i think eyes open my friend that just had a baby hadn't had sex with her husband in um three months and she said they finally had sex and she was so in her head and kept her eyes open the whole time thinking that her pussy was like gonna explode because she didn't know what would happen after a baby came out of there so she said i was so in my head i couldn't orgasm or anything and obviously her partner her husband thought it felt the same as what she said it you, felt the same he's just exci- really excited I think he's sex. just excited to have <laughs> sex but I told her I'm like next time close your eyes and just really get into your body and 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 be within the emotion you only have to look look at him and connect just be within yourself and yeah. connect to yourself and uh, I haven't followed up with her if she's banged it out since then. Banged it out. But <laughs> don't bang out that post childbirth pussy. <laughs> get it. Go slow and soft. Yeah. Um. Well, and, and on that note, some other things that we've talked about in past podcasts, but in terms of the the um getting rid of that pressure, because like, like you've been talking about April when we're in our heads, it's so hard to receive pleasure, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get pleasure too. So we need to get out of our heads and focus on the sensations in our body or our breath. And or both you, of or us are heady fantasy. women. We're like very we're heady as fuck. Like Ooh, I, I yeah. am. Yeah, me too. Sure. And so I, but I'm also good at getting in my body. But I naturally move from my head a lot, and so I have to practice on operating from my body. And um, and so we, so yeah. So one of these things when we're in our head, a lot of times. So if someone's pleasuring me. I'm in my head, you know, am I going to come? I'm, am I taking too long? It'd what do I look like? What do I smell those like? Those things like that could be recorded and you could, could go over them. It, like, yeah. what is a, I wonder if I, like, I think about so many weird shit. Like, did I forget to shave my labia? <laughs> like, I think about <laughs> weird shit like that. I'm like, I wonder if, did I wipe well my butthole when I, like, <laughs> I think about shit like that and yeah. I hate it. We put it like an EKG or whatever it's called up to No, I don't, brain. I don't think I want to know, but I do, that's the stuff like I'm so heady that yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, I like this. This feels good. And then I start to go there. Yeah. I like, I like punish myself a little bit and then I go back to it. And yeah, just, so just you're going on the sensations. Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful tool. And for the person that's giving, so say you're pleasing the pussy, we've said this on past podcasts, but to help people get away from their insecurities or, or out of their head of about their own performance, the look of their body, saying things like, I could do this all day. Love that line. Love having a face on my pussy saying, I could do this all day. I love eating your pussy. Um, I love the taste of your pussy. I love that line too. Your pussy tastes so good because there's so many women have things or people, all people about their body fluids, not tasting or smelling good, especially vulvas. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, P.S. I don't have um, actual proof of this, but I want to tell people out there what I've been doing lately. I haven't had one BV episode and I've had lots of cum loads up in here. <laughs> I have been doing, and with my partner, I um, have been, uh, I won't say make him because he's obviously, it's consensual, but. He's handcuffed, forced. <laughs> no force feeding. So every morning I've been doing apple cider vinegar um, shots. And Is it the raw, organic, it's, unfiltered? Mm-hmm, from Trader Joe's. It's like really. No, then it's not. They don't have that. 
Uh, it's it's unfiltered raw. It's uh, it's from Trader Joe's. I don't know. I don't think Trader Trader Joe has raw, but that's okay. But anyways, you're using apple cider vinegar. It, it's yeah. organic, uh-huh. but um, it's been working. So, um, and I don't know. Not just me. I feel like both partners need to partake. I don't have more information about it, but I was using, um, literally like pharmaceutical. Um, that Metro gel stuff forever to get rid of the BV. And now the alkaline has totally made my pussy, my, my cum smells great. Like it's like, I think the alkaline, cause it's basically um, neutralizing the acids and the bases within your system. And it's worked. So yes. and if it's anybody out natural. there and it's natural and it also is really great for other, it ha- has a ton of other health benefits, but I would suggest if folks out there have anything happening with body fluids, maybe not being up to, like what you want them to be, then try this because it tastes like shit, but I mix it with kombucha. Oh, you drink it? You don't put it in there? It, you no, no, I drink it every day. I've just oh, been drinking it every yeah. day. I th- okay, I'm just envisioning you putting it right no, in your No, 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 no. Like, okay. I, and I, I make him a shot of it. So we do. I do a little um, mixer. I do a collagen. Mm-hmm. This is like my new thing. So if anybody out there wants, it's like, like I believe... Sorry, I said like five times. I didn't mean to, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. I, uh, I've been doing a collagen scoop, alkaline al- apple cider vinegar, and uh, kombucha as a shot in the morning. And I have had zero every day at, with, for him too. And I've had zero issues with any sort of weird smells in my genitals, which is super cool for me. Even if I haven't showered in two days and I go to the gym a lot, which I shower like mostly every day, but <laughs> sometimes. I, I, some days you will take shower. Some days I take shower sometimes. No. So uh, I don't know if anybody out there, I just wanted to share that because I think it is important. Well, on, on that some note, level. I mean, I think that's a good point about, about the diversity of pussies and the smells that, I mean, these are bodies. Mm-hmm. This is all a mucous membrane. They have scents. There's a scent there. Um, so if you're trying to get it squeaky clean to have absolutely no scent, uh, that is probably not good for your body because your body, that part of your body is self-cleaning. Um, if someone's perhaps is really sweaty, maybe it's not the time to put your face in their box or you can suggest you to take a mutual shower. Or but test it out. Put your face in there. Try Monica. it out and then be like, oh Check yeah, it out. Know, maybe we should take a shower together. But don't shame them. Oh God, you smell no. disgusting. Like an armpit or two. Who cares? Yeah, why not? I liked my partner's armpit. Was it, did it smell bad? No. Well then... That's different. <laughs> no, but he was all sweaty. And, and I was like, I'm going to do this for sake of, like, we are animals. And and I actually was talking to a group. I did a pleasure party. I was talking to a group of um, younger women in their early 20s. And they were asking what what normal pussy smells smells are and oh. are not. And so... Um, and so normal is uh, having a scent is normal, but something to be concerned about is when things smell fishy, garlicky, off. Like, yeah, like grapefruit or like Parmesan cheese, citrus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, then That's that means true. that means there's an uh, uh, an alkaline or also acidity issue. Regular discharge. If you have a regular discharge, sometimes you ha- will have discharge, but if it's all the time, if it's chunky, if it's creamy, or you if have it's itchy, itchy. Yeah. Like you have to monitor those types of things because that could also be an infection of some kind, whether it's yeast or bacterial. Uh, those are things to check out for sure. But the I'm telling you, I, I don't have any proof behind the science, but I'm con- going to say from my own experience for the last month and a half, I've been doing this and I was having a chronic BV thing and I was trying every home remedy possible. And the drinking of the apple cider vinegar has been quite helpful. In my opinion, it's 
alleviated the problem. Awesome. I'll start drinking some. Check it out. See if, if it doesn't work for you. I mean, my pussy smells pretty good. There's nothing right that now. you have to lose because you have other benefits from the apple cider vinegar. It's good, good for your joints. It's oh. really good for your joints. It's, yeah. it's, it's, there's, look at the benefits. If you Google it, you'll be shocked. I mean, it's, it's endless. So anyway, uh, your pussy does have a smell for sure. Yes. Mine has, has a smell, but it's like not unpleasant. Yeah. I feel like if you feel. Sometimes I love the smell of my pussy. I'm like, me too. My pussy smells good right now. Sometimes it smells a little like armpit, and I'm like, wait. This is reversed. <laughs> Sweaty pussy. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we should edit that song. Um, okay, oh, so yeah. back to sexual mastery. I want to talk about how to master your orgasms and enhance your orgasmic process and experiences. Um, and one we've kind of talked about already here is being pre- presence is really important, too. So to be present for your arousal. Um, and um, part of that can also be using some visualization. So... Um, visualizing or really feeling that part of your body that is feeling the pleasure. What does it look like? You know, how engorged is it? Is it throbbing? Um, envisioning the touch that you either are fantasizing about or that is happening. But using visualization and really being present for the feeling um, can be an important, uh, I guess, opening step to being present for more pleasure. Number two is breath. Noticing how you breathe. April, how do you breathe when you're having an orgasm? I do a lot of, uh, uh, oh, that's sound too. Sound is yeah. good. Yeah. But breathing wise. That was good. That was high. Oh we, yeah. You know, a little turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked about breath, but we got the full. Oh. Um, I try to breathe is into my fast? pelvic floor a lot and I do. I You're try fast to, uh, slow. I do everything fast. Come on. You know me. That's true. I'm like a really quick person. It's hard for me to be like, I'm like slow instant down. gratification people. Come on. Slow <gasps> down. Slow down. But yes, I breathe fast. Okay, so breath. Quickly. We can uh, breath is a really important tool. We're all breathing, otherwise we would die. But when breath also plays a role in our arousal. So say I want to get super aroused. I can breathe really fast. So, and it can really and maybe in through the nose now. That's better. The other one was more panting. In yeah. through the nose, out through the mouth really fast. And that's how you also um that's how you typically get the most effective um, breath work in or almost where it's a collective calming when you're working out really hard. You breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, but not fast. Not you fast. Go slow. You yeah. go slow, so, but you. So it, but it's yeah, hard to all, do. All the breath for this for the type of thing I'm talking about is going to be in through the nose and out through the mouth. Okay. But to, so, so that one, the fast breathing, this fast kind of rapid breathing can actually create arousal in your body because it moves energy. It's very, you, f- you get it really warm when you do it. It kind of churns energy in your body and can almost trick you into arousal when you're not there do you yet. breathe into your pelvic floor as well? That's it. That's the next step. So not okay. that one. So that one's just the fast breathing. Now, some people do this breath right before orgasm when they don't want to come. So a lot of like penis owners who are like, I come too quickly, I don't want to. I ask them, how are you breathing? And if they're breathing really fast because they're so excited, Mm -hmm. that can make them come quickly. So you can use this to create more arousal or to slow down arousal. Now, if you want to relax the body or, so this works two ways. One is you're getting too aroused and you want to relax the body or you have some arousal, but you want to move that arousal all throughout your body, have a more powerful arousal. That's when we're doing through the nose and out the mouth, but deep, slow breaths when you're actually using the pelvic floor too. So that... That's what I always attempt to do. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what moves. So it moves energy. And what you can think of is you say you're starting to get aroused and someone's touching your pussy and you're getting some arousal there. You're like, oh, I'm kind of feeling my pussy. It's feeling good. You start incorporating that breath. 
<sighs> and then maybe even on the inhale, clenching the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And then releasing the pelvic floor as you exhale through the mouth. <sighs> and then Do you maybe, clench your pelvic floor while they're inside of you? You can, but I'm not I'd, talking about this just oh. being with someone inside of you. I'm just talking about the breath in general. Oh, oh God. Stop, don't interrupt me anymore. I'm trying to describe the breath. And then... <laughs> <laughs> shut down <laughs> and then the next step so we did breathing in through the nose out through the mouth deep slow breaths then we're imagining then we're tightening the pelvic floor with the inhale and then releasing with the exhale next level would be as you do that to do that same thing but imagine you're pulling energy from your pelvis up through your body while tightening the pelvic floor and inhaling in all the way to the top of the head, and then exhale, <sighs> release through the mouth, and then releasing the pelvic floor, and that same energy goes back through you. And you keep doing that breath over and over again. And you don't have to do the visualization thing. And yes, you can do it with a penis inside of you, or a dildo, or not. And you can even do this on your own to get yourself feeling more aroused. It's kind of like a tantric circular breath that really helps to move energy. Oh. And you can use that same thing to slow things down. So for penis owners, say you're getting super aroused. I'm really excited. I don't want to come. And for those people, same thing. There's so much energy in their, their pelvic floor. So doing that exact same process, tightening the pelvic floor, inhaling in, imagine you're pulling the energy out of your genitals in, in through your body. That can also help to move the energy out of there so you don't come as soon or as quickly. And now you'll feel more pleasure in your whole body because you've moved it out from the genitals everywhere. Um, so breath can be really an- another really powerful tool. We talked about that a lot, how breath work is the key to yeah. everything. And sound, like your sound, your, what's your, what's your O sound again? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know now what it was. Now she's on the spot. <laughs> but but I, that's important too. It is. I love the clenching of the pelvic floor while... You have a penis in you? Yes. Yeah. While and they can feel it too. Though. But also mm-hmm. fingers too. Yeah. Uh, but in general... Um, I remember reading that when I was 15 in Cosmo and I really? uh huh and I was and I was like what does that mean that's why I thought you were talking about breath work with the mm. pelvic floor while that's why I thought um that would be a good addition though to breathe into it yeah while there's whatever's inside of you um and clench around it that yeah. could be it's highly effective totally well it, when you tie in the pelvic floor I mean it brings blood to that area it moves energy you're gr- essentially gripping around and pulling up on whatever is happening in there there's not something inside of you and moving and then you can pull it up through your body with the inhale yeah it's so, super oh, powerful white and then noise you add the sound to it and I think we've talked about this in past podcasts we have the vagus nerve which is the longest nerve system in our body it goes from our throat to our pelvic floor and so when we make a sound, it vibrates all through our entire body. And I actually, the other day, I was playing with one of my sex toys. My partner was gone. I was home alone. So You're I just back I was, on the sex toys? I was playing with one of my sex toys. I was playing with a vibrator. It was actually... Um, you were on a vibrator fast with that. But it was the satisfier. It's kind of like the womanizer. Oh. I was playing with one of those. Oh, yeah. And I decided it was going to be super, like, as loud as possible. They gave us that, those toys. I it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. It makes a weird noise. It sounds like it sounds a, like a frog, like <laughs> or like a, um, a didgeridoo. Yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's better. I think of a frog, but when it's on your body, it suctions. It's quiet. But I decided I was going to be super loud, like as loud as possible. And through that, I had like a really epically powerful orgasm because I was just like wailing, like at the top of my lungs. Like my my neighbors can probably hear me, and I my house is not connected to another <laughs> house. But I think that that's another really powerful thing. If you want to enhance your orgasm game, try making noise and not just like ah, 
like try being really fucking loud if you can. And if you can't, your house, I'm go noisy. get a, I'm noisy. Get away. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't vocal. think I've ever heard you. Oh, yes, I have. Ex-husband heard you having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you having sex. Well, we can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming over this weekend. I'm sleeping in the downstairs. Come on, you want to hear me? <laughs> uh, and we also talked about kegels, which was uh, another important thing. So, oh, you were, yeah. We talked about, yeah, that that we talked about that piece for enhancing your orgasm. Clenching around that. Whatever device, you have, whatever's inside. Um, yeah, and so uh, these are the steps that they talk about in books like The Multi-Orgasmic Man, The Multi-Orgasmic Woman. What about ways- a, hand in a fist in the bush? What's that? A Fist in the Bush is a fisting book. Oh. <laughs> We're not talking about fisting. That's another podcast. Okay. I mean, we will. There's nothing wrong with fisting. We should definitely yeah. talk about fisting. Have you ever been fisted? Um, uh, yes. You got a whole fist? Like this whole thing? Yeah. Whose fist? I mean, we can't talk about names. Oh, wow. I, like, I mean, I, I know that's doable. I just can't. I've ne- you haven't even swallowed cum, but you've had a fist in your pussy. <laughs> Maybe I've only had maybe I've only had three fingers. Okay, that's not a fist. The fist. I mean, the hard part. Is you don't know the size of the fingers. I know, but the hard part <laughs> is the hand. The hand. Oh is the yeah. Crazy okay. Part. Okay. Look okay. How wide that thing is. All right. I know. You know. I helped birth a cow once. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Oh God. Oh, that sounds <laughs> terrible. From Wisconsin. And I mean, the birthing the cow part. No, I mean, fisting. I actually at one point when I did my sex. Have you been fisted? You never. No, but I had this deep interest in it a while ago when I did my sex educator training and came out of it just like really wanted to experience fisting. I think I told my partner at the time, and he was like, "That's weird." (laughs) (laughs) And um, and I was, I think I was into it for a little bit. I never, never tried it, but I've seen live demos of fisting, and I know some people that are into it. But I've um, seen live demos as well, video, and I'm like, interesting. But yeah, I guess. I don't know if that's part of our sexual mastery. Things. No, no, but that's I more just, like um, vulva 5.0. We had a fisting question, so I think it was just on my mind, but we'll answer that next time. Yeah, we'll definitely get into it. So we covered a lot of awesome information. So yeah. recapping, want to recap? Yes. Yeah, so recap, we said so some important things: um, arousal, non-concordance. So our bodies, uh, functions, and fluids don't necessarily mean arousal. Um, that we live in a penis-centric model for pleasure and to get away from that and to really um, honor the way vulvas want to be touched and that they're different from what porn shows. Um, to work with the yin energy, meaning starting from the arousal the outside in, so the whole body, and then slowly making your way into the pussy. And when you start to touch the pussy, to take your time, go slow, give that pussy hug, and also experience with some, experiment with some massaging. Uh, and then... And enhancing your orgasm, uh, using a lot of visualization and uh, being present for the touch, working with the breath, that deep, slow inhale through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, and then tightening the pelvic floor and envisioning pulling energy from the pelvic floor up through your body and making a really loud sound when you come. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Give God. Give it to me now. This is the best. Woo. <laughs> That didn't sound very authentic. No, right? that definitely wasn't. No. But try it. If you're in your car right now listening to this, yeah. or you're with the mice and the rats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mice. Yeah. Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end. Is that the end? That's the end. All right. Well, hopefully y'all... <laughs> Hopefully y'all got some good information (laughs) about mastering the pussy. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Ciao for now.
Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.